Slice Audio. Here we are. I'm Amy Rose. We got Brendan Medina, Kevin Mosier, Summer Soames, and Brandon Jones. Who's going to start us off? The red chicken. You've been gone a while. You should probably. Hey, try. where did that red chicken come from? Should the chicken it's start us unique. off? <laughs> I think in chicken words, it's trying to say citizens arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm all right. How about you guys? It's Great. been a while. I know. Yes, it's we, been a while. We got Mosier back in Studio 4B. I'm just regular, consistent. Yeah. I'm just here. You're just here all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always got something crazy going on. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it was last time. Do you? Yeah. Pre-Christmas. Was it pre-Christmas? Yes. Oh, it's been a while. Then. Yes, yeah, it, has. it has. How's the new year? How's your new year's resolutions? Uh, all of my new year's resolutions are going absolutely wonderful. Yeah? You know why? Why? I don't have any. Oh. <laughs> it's an easy way to nail them. Yeah. That's nice. You're just already perfect. Perfect. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Still living off of last year's. You can't improve if there's no bar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> How about you? Did you set any New Year's resolutions that are that you're following? Uh, you know, I, I think a, a New Year's resolution of ours is always uh, we're, we're working towards a crime-free rapid city. Yeah, which brings us to our next topic. Local shootings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very couple of very very unfortunate uh, situations up there. Incidents. The first one, I guess, the first major one of the year was that we had a, an officer uh, attempt to stop somebody up in the area of Maple and Surfwood. That person decided to run. The officer attempted to, well, it turned into so, some sort of physical struggle, mm. and the officer attempted to use their taser to resolve the the situation deployed it twice actually and it was not effective foot pursuit continued and the individual ended up pulling a uh, a gun out and actually pointing it at the officer at which point the officer uh, engaged with his duty handgun and shot the individual the individual was transported to the hospital and ultimately declared deceased that's unfortunate wow. it's unfortunate for both because i know there's no way an officer goes into work and says, geez, I, I hope I get to know. Nobody ever thinks that way. And it's also unfortunate because there is a life on the other end of that, mm-hmm. that because of his decisions, you know, isn't here. And, and there's family and friends mm-hmm. that have to suffer from that. Yeah, it, it's tragic all around, but I don't think that, uh, you know, it's, it's a secret that if you pull a gun on a police officer, you're going to um, face real and, and possibly deadly consequences yeah it's not a good idea no. um but yeah there's there's been kind of just an uptick in crime in our area too it seems like but not just normal like break-ins or you know but like like legit crimes like gun violence and mm-hmm. stuff well what you're probably referring to is another uh critical incident that we had up in that same neighborhood and it was just this past sunday uh, we had responded to uh, the apartments there on Surfwood Drive for mm-hmm. a report of uh, uh, gunshots heard in the area. And as we're searching the area, we come <coughs> across a uh, apartment. And inside that residence, we find uh, an individual who had been shot several times. Mm. That individual was transported to the, the hospital where they ultimately were declared deceased. Uh, and so it became a homicide investigation that worked uh, throughout the evening and into the morning. During the course of that investigation, the uh, detectives developed information that uh, led them to believe that uh, the suspects had an association with two different residences in the area, 
uh, one on Surfwood, one on East Knollwood. And so we were able to uh, obtain and execute a search warrant for both those residences with the help of the uh, city county special response team. Uh, other folks might know it as the SWAT team. Uh, but we called them in uh, essentially because of their expertise, their training, their tactics uh, when it comes to safely dealing with armed individuals. And so uh, uh, we were able to uh, execute those without uh, any issues. And uh, the investigation into that homicide is ongoing. Well, well, thank you and good. And thank you for the work because that's tough stuff. It is. You know, you're actively working against individuals that don't want to be caught. And that makes it more difficult. But our, our team of detectives and the investigators uh, with the RCPD and the Pennington County Sheriff's Office are very diligent. They don't give up. And uh, uh, we're looking forward to having some uh, more updates out on that as, as their work continues. In a, in a situation like this as a community, I, I'm not sure how to phrase this question, but like if there's somebody who's already essentially killed somebody through gun violence and they're on the loose, mm-hmm. Is it more likely that's going to happen again, or can you tell in this situation it was more of a possibly a gang violence or possibly a you know like a deal gone wrong kind of a situation? It's not like there's somebody actively out there right. murdering people more so. You know what I mean? The right. Uh, usually, pretty early on in an investigation, we can we can tell whether there's an association between the uh, the victim and the suspect. Uh, if there is a, an existing uh, relationship there, it's, uh, you know, it, it lessens the risk to the public because this is somebody who did this out of some sort of drive uh, because of their relationship with that, uh, that other individual. Whereas if we have no reason to believe that they're related, then we have to look at it as random in nature. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we start getting the word out. Uh, let folks know that uh, we do have somebody who hasn't been caught that's out there on the loose, potentially hurting people randomly. Not like a serial killer, per se. Right. You know, if you got a, sil- a serial killer out there, you, you know, you're you're out there. You're you're beating the backwoods trying to find them every second of the day. Not to say that we're not doing that in this case. I mean, we take these cases uh, the utmost highest priority that we can give them and we do at times work relentlessly through the night day after day after day until uh, they're brought to justice but you know with the serial killer you never know like when they're going to strike again and these types of cases uh, you know again the victim and the suspect tend to know each other Um, the likelihood that they're going to go out and just strike again is a Probably more so than just your regular average person because they've already demonstrated that they have that mindset to where they can do it once. They could probably do it again, and they're still a great danger to the community, but not like a serial killer to where uh, this could happen tomorrow and no reason behind it and, and so forth. Yeah, very rarely do we find that these violent incidents are random in nature. Mm-hmm. Have we ever had a serial killer around the Black Hills? You know, so I've been in law enforcement now for a few days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, just a little over 20 years, and I don't ever remember a serial killer in the uh, Black Hills neighborhood. So, thank goodness, it's a good you thing. That's you a didn't good know thing. about me. I know when when I was younger, my mom would walk into the family thrift, 
which is now a family fair and they'd be like that's that serial killer's mom because i used to i used to eat some cereal like oh, man i would eat some cereal like it's nobody this is why i look this way i ate like half right. a box at a time as but. soon as you mentioned the grocery store i knew where this was going i thought Summer it was gonna be like some hot chip thing or times. something like that yeah that's, you only heard it 10 yeah we we put our best man on it, uh, Captain Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Wow. Did you just come up with that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm out here hanging with Count Dracula or whatever. Chocula. Chocula. <laughs> and I'm going okay. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Tricks are for kids. Yeah. We, uh, so, <laughs> but, so, with the... Thanks, thanks, the... thanks for letting me get my kicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> get us back on track. We're up to our old tricks here. Yes, we are. Let's get back to the weedy. What, okay. what can the community do if, if the shootings, the, the, the crime like this, what, if there are people in the community that can help, what's the line if you have tips, if you have anything like that uh, that they could call? And also, what would you expect from people who don't know? Yeah, so uh, back in a little bit, uh, a little bit top down of a view to address that question, we've been uh, operating in that area on a twenty four seven basis for the at least last several months. Um, we've really stepped up our just enforcement presence in that particular neighborhood. Um, we have a, a dedicated unit called the Street Crimes Unit that operates up there, as well as our canine team on a very regular basis. So from a patrol standpoint, we're doing you know about everything that we can with the resources available and still able to respond to the calls for service coming in, you know, in the rest of the city. Um, yeah. So we've also, you know, established the uh, substation up there. Uh, we're doing community events to try to strengthen the bonds that exist within that neighborhood. We have a, we've stationed a full-time employee up there to work with the youth of that neighborhood. We've been engaged in uh, constant communication with apartment management, with uh, apartment ownership, but it really is going to take other entities other than the police department to partner with us in this process. And Mm -hmm. so that comes down to, you know, for those who are, up there in that area and know the people involved or harboring the people who choose to engage in this violence, we need them to step up and say that enough is enough. They need to call us and we'll, we'll work on, on making that place a, a safer place. You know, you mentioned the, uh, the tip line. So if anybody ever wants to provide information to the police department, they can do so in a traditional manner. They can call us on our non-emergency line at 605-394-4131. Or if they prefer to remain completely anonymous, they can leverage our TIP 411 system. And all you have to do is text the letters RCPD and whatever information that you'd like to provide to 847-411. Can you say that text number again? 847-411 on your keypad. It reads out TIP 411. Okay, cool. So, and if you come across something that is of a, an emergency type of situation or something that needs to be dealt with sooner than later, and it's like, say, one o'clock in the morning, uh, I would not use that tip 411. I would just simply call our dispatch center at that 394-4131 phone number, and uh, you can even remain anonymous in calling our dispatch center. 
You know that tip four one one tip line is uh, is monitored uh, quite frequently, but sometimes uh, those tips aren't viewed until like you know six morning. or seven o'clock in the yeah. morning, mm-hmm. and we'd hate to see something uh, of an emergency get missed. So if you see something that comes across that needs our attention, like right now, call us and and we'll get out there. Mm-hmm. And that goes along too with uh, you know we can't do this alone. We need the community support. We're 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 going to work together on this. So if you see something suspicious, call it in. Let us know. If you hear rumors that so-and-so has a stolen gun or something is planned for later in the day, uh, call us. Let us know. You don't have to give us your name. And then we'll sort through those tips and put together some resources to see what we can do to prevent crime. Right. Might save someone's life. Might save someone's life. Might get some stolen guns off the street. Who knows? Right. So we're we're not out to jack anybody up who's working with us and providing information that that helps us keep Rapid City safe because that's ultimately the goal. Yeah. Now on to our next subject, <laughs> Amy, and, and it's many people. I shouldn't throw just Amy under the bus. There's a thousand million people in this town. A thousand million. And uh, there's at least eleven hundred that think <laughs> that say the speed limit's forty five on forty four. And you could do 49 and drive right past a cop and nobody's going to care. Now, is this a, this is, is this a rule or is this more of a, the officer's kind of discretion? So let's use Catron Boulevard for an example. In between Sheridan Lake Road and uh, South Highway 16, uh, there's a stretch of roadway there that we have been paying a significant amount of attention to quite frankly, because of the speeds that are through that neighborhood. Uh, We have a lot of walkers, a lot of joggers, uh, a lot of foot traffic. People jog up that hill? Yeah, can you believe that? Even (laughs) at like 2, I mean, even like at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I see people up. That's a dangerous area. Well, exactly, and that's why I want to bring that particular area, you know, to our attention because people are out, it's dark, um, and not even when it's dark, but even during the day, that is a thoroughfare here in Rapid City. It's a 45 mile an hour speed zone. And uh, I can think of two very critical accidents here just within the last few years yes, I remember. that have happened on that stretch of roadway. And uh, again, it's 45 miles an hour. It's not 50. It's mm-hmm. not 65. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> it's 45 or below. Uh, so basically, to answer your question, if you are going a lick over 45 miles an hour, you are uh, going to speed, which is beyond reason because the state and the city try to set those speed limits at a reasonable rate. And yes, you can be over, you can be pulled over and issued a citation. Now, however, with that said, uh, I think you've got some credence to your point is a lot of people drive four, five, six, seven miles an hour over the speed limit. And yes, you can be stopped for those offenses. However, when our police officers go out, it's uh, it's kind of an officer discretion thing as far as do we want to target uh, almost everybody or do we want to wait just a few more minutes and target those individuals who are excessively exceeding the posted speed limit, getting those individuals pulled over, slowed down, and then while at the same time of addressing that particular citation or speeding case, mm-hmm. then you have 
30, 40 other people driving by. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the now busy, they're getting so. the message that, hey, you know, maybe oh. I should slow <laughs> down here and yeah, drive yeah. 45 miles per hour. So, uh, yes, it is illegal to go a lick over the speed limit. It's illegal. Don't do it. Drive safely. But uh, more times than not, uh, we're probably going to start uh, taking some enforcement action uh, once you get into those little bit greater speeds. You know, I think it's always funny, too, because when I was younger, a speed limit to me was that's the minimum. (laughs) that you have to drive yeah you know and then the older i got i was like well no but and then once my kids started driving i'm like hey that is the max amount of speed you can do on this road and it needs that is where like hey you could safely travel at this speed if you know what you're doing feel free to travel slower you know now that i got kids that's how i you know tell them about it i don't think they follow it so ultimately drive the speed limit drive safe slow down don't speed slow down on catron boulevard help me out out there on the west side as far as that stretch of roadway goes yeah and um yeah i mean i'm a realist here you probably won't get pulled over for one or two or three miles an hour over the speed limit but it is against the law if you get into an accident there's going to be some consequences that go along with that but uh, so let's play it on the safe side. You're let's saying it might be okay? No, it's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> the other day I was in here doing a, 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 a podcast on my own or uh, recording some stuff. And right over there you've got where the old tennis courts used to be outside of 4B. We can see uh, the, the old tennis courts, also known as the LTA, mm-hmm. the lower turnaround for us cool kids back in the day. I'm not sure what it's called now, but it was somebody's playground, and they were doing some cookies over there, and I'm trying to be serious on this radio show <laughs> talking, and I'm, this guy's having a great time, yeah. and I'm, like, jealous, yeah. Yeah. because I about stopped what I was doing over there and joined him. <laughs> now, two questions. Sure. <clears throat> he, he went way too long, first of all. <laughs> like, first of all, like, rookie mistake. You go in there, you do your cookies, you have your fun, and get out. He was in there for, like, a half hour. A cop showed up. I, and actually, I don't believe he got a ticket. I think the cop was like, hey, he, just stop, and you sure. got to go home, sure. which was cool. Sure. But can you do cookies in parking lots? Or like, <laughs> Not saying that we you do that. You can eat cookies in parking lots, <laughs> but you can't make your own snow cookies in parking lots. You can't, no donuts. I mean, no, even though, please, guys, if I'm doing please. the donuts, they're for the cops. No, 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 no. Let's, again, let's drive safe, Rapid City. Let's not do cookies. Let's not go over the speed limit. But yeah, um, that was the location over there at the lower turnaround. We have problems over at uh, Central High School every once in a while. Out on the west side, I recently took a complaint of uh, one of the parking lots over there get used for the same thing. Yeah. You know, just drive safe. Don't risk crashing your car. Don't risk hurting someone. And help make Rapid City safe. But listen to this scenario. Say it's like 4 o'clock in the morning and somebody's showing up to no! work. And it just snowed. No, it's no, Amy. Just no. And they just kind of slide in. You guys got bad ideas this morning. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, maybe I saw somebody do that. I, I'm, I'm thinking like, maybe we avoid this place when it snows. It yeah, like I, think so. I think so. I will say I had a little bit of a problem when I was younger, and I've I have I've seeked professional help. Actually, I believe it seeked me. <laughs> sure, um, sure. 
from but a doctor I, no <laughs> that used to be you know back in the day when i was younger we could go into the the softball complex star of the west and that's a beautiful area in there the, the, the parking lot and there's a lot of free ground oh, and and there's also only one way out sure and, uh, sure. Uh, and so whether you're back there having fun doing your thing well then if the officers show up well then you know you're in trouble and i found that out so that's where i seeked professional help or they seeked me <laughs> yeah. but there's also a gate now so they yeah. don't let you just go willy-nilly in there which is a bummer and i'm sorry for ruining that for everybody <laughs> <laughs> is that on top of the issues that you had with breakfast cereal yeah they knew. They were like, that's the serial killer. <laughs> okay, we have a question from the public here. Is it safe to shoot a gun up in the air? No. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Don't <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> in no world is that safe. <clears throat> you know, if you're out you safe. You see it in the movies and stuff. If, you, yeah. if, you're out, out of, if you're out of the city limits and you're, say, pheasant hunting and there's no one around, well, yeah, you're going to shoot a gun in the air, of course, to maybe knock the bird out of the sky. But if you're in downtown Rapid City and you want to say like celebrate New Year's Eve or Fourth of July, it's not a good idea at all. Please don't do that because the bullet will come back down. The bullet will come back down. Yeah, it's um, not like it stays up yeah. there. No, it's, and it's funny that you say that because uh, it's it is it is a very dangerous thing. We've found bullets, or I shouldn't say bullets, but bullet holes in the tops of some. Uh, businesses here in downtown rapid city and Ooh, we, like, where did this come from wow. and it's yeah you are ultimately responsible for that bullet once it leaves that handgun or firearm whatever you may do and uh, yeah don't do it unless you're out in a safe place perhaps hunting yeah well okay. and i think it also depends on what you're shooting like a shotgun isn't gonna the, the bbs sure isn't gonna go very far you could shoot it up and it's gonna immediately come right back down towards the bird down to the ground if you're shooting a, a pistol or even a deer rifle into the sky it doesn't go up and become the lords you know yeah. and now it comes right back down yeah i can i can't think of a single reason to just go out in rapid city and fire a, a firearm it's just i can't come up with one so yeah don't do it practice uh firearm safety lock your guns up rapid city don't leave them in your cars I think we hit on that quite a bit but uh. yeah <laughs> apparently not enough no on that note and i think i also brought this up last time we brought about this do you guys know of any firearm training courses or places like say if somebody is like hey i i want to be trained not like as in with the swat team but like i, I want to be able to protect myself with my own pistol rifle whatever what do you guys recommend for safety classes and stuff uh well there are a lot of private entities um in the area, I, I don't know if specifically in Rapid City, but I know, I think I saw a news story uh, where a reporter went and spoke to a range in Surgis that offers uh, firearm safety courses. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, if if you are a new gun owner and you are looking to become a, a safe and responsible gun owner. I think a, a, a firearm safety course is is a really really good idea. Mm -hmm. Or even like hunter safety courses. Yeah, there's. Or, yeah, I think you know, you know the game fishing mark parks might have some sort of program uh, even designated for our youth to go through and participate in, so they can grow up becoming you know responsible gun owners. But yeah, just, I mean, just search a little bit, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure something would come up and point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. This is, a, this is a device that has the potential to 
seriously injure or kill someone. And so there's a high level of responsibility that comes with that. I did have one question. And I've got one for you guys, too. Jaywalkers. Yep. What's the deal? <laughs> Jay- you know what I mean? Jaywalkers? Whatever they're called, right? Where they're, where they're walking across the street, not on the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, I'm not here to – Here's what scares me about people not using the crosswalk is if my kids or somebody hit accidentally hits and it's and it's this, essentially the pedestrian's fault. Yeah. But yet you still got to live with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. I think I think last week we had an incident down on uh, Mount Rushmore Road where oh. there was an individual that was uh, crossing the roadway and uh, did not was not doing so in a crosswalk had stepped out into mm traffic and was actually struck by the vehicle i might be going out on a limb here to say i mean without looking at any stats but i would say or my guess is is the majority of the of the accidents that we've been having involving pedestrians um i think my guess would be the majority of them are where the individual was not in a crosswalk Mm -hmm. yep so uh, for those that are out walking, jogging, taking in the fresh air, or need to get from point A to point B by foot, use those crosswalks. Uh, look at those traffic lights. Make sure it's a white hand sign or a go or whatever it is before you walk across the uh, the roadway. But yeah, they're out there jaywalking. It exists. Uh, people have gotten citations for it. So cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that gets enforced. Um, you know, being a pedestrian requires a certain level of responsibility, as does being a driver. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, whether you're in a crosswalk or not, it's a, it's a simple math equation of physics. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, a pedestrian is going to get far more hurt by a vehicle than the damage that that pe- pedestrian is going to do to the vehicle. Yeah. So, they will lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon, I do have a question for you. Okay. Uh, You know, there was just at some point during the recording of the show, it hit me that, do you happen to know what type of car Amy drives? (laughs) (laughs) I do. What color? Uh, Yeah, what color? (laughs) (laughs) It's sapphire gray. Uh, Magenta? Brandon. Cadillac. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a Ford Fusion. Snitches get stitches. We hear that all the time. And what time does she leave work? She what she drives. What's her schedule like? What she drives is a blue Ford half ton extended cab. And she's coming from the valley, right? <laughs> Correct. I was actually really wild in my previous vehicle, which was a SRT Jeep. Mm-hmm. But this one is a you know a smooth driving Cadillac. So. Old lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I drive slow now. Yeah, it's got a V8, right? I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm <laughs> he, not a mechanic. <laughs> he does. See, look at he's cracking already. Our interview. He's cracking already. We yeah. didn't even have to put the spotlight on him. Yeah. Yeah, that's got a V8. That's uh that that's got some potential for uh, shenanigans. It does. Shenanigans. <laughs> okay, Michael wants to know what your favorite Girl Scout cookie is. What's that new one that they came out with? Whatever's in that package right there, we actually got some. Yeah, would you like to try it? Um, is this like new, new for this year? Yeah, they just dropped so. these off. Taste, yeah. It's a little bit of heaven, I believe. Yeah, um, a little chocolate, a little peanut butter. It's called Adventure Fools. I don't know. That might be my new favorite. Do you want to try one? Yeah, I do. The Girl Scouts would appreciate it. I'm always up for adventure. Oh, oh. Pop and open a fresh one. Oh. <laughs> Horrible. Look at that. 
New Year's yeah, resolution like that, can you? You know, I'm going to pass on the Girl Scout oh, cookies. I don't want to ruin one of my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> you don't have one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Do you have a favorite Girl Scout cookie? You know, no, I'm not a cookie connoisseur. Uh, unless it's like a freshly baked sugar cookie, then I'm mm. kind of good. But as far as Girl Scout, I've never really been a connoisseur. Gotcha. That one's really good. I really do enjoy that one. I think, uh, what is it, a samosa? Samoa. Samoa. Samoa, yeah. Those are good. That, uh, those are good. Frozen Thin Mints are hard to beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the peanut butter ones. Uh, just I got introduced to the Frozen Thin Mint uh, just a few days ago, and I'm a fan of that, too. I'm, I'm a Samoa girl. I'll eat anything but the Samoa. <laughs> so. Michael likes the lemon cookies. Gross. <laughs> Do they still do the cookie crunch events? I don't know. Where they, for a long time, they would kick off cookie season by doing like this Olympic of Olympics of cookie eating, and so wow. it'd be like a, you had to be blindfolded and identify the cookie just based on a bite of it. And then there was one where you had to like eat the cookies as fast as you can. And then there was another one, and hmm. like, I would excel. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, sign me up! Yeah, yeah. I, I I know they were doing it. Probably we we had some uh, some of our female officers that joined in for that uh, a few now, years ago. Now more in <laughs> me, lady cops, and cookies. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, uh, there goes your invite. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else? Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, thank goodness. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Thank you for what you do. If you have questions, send them our way. Citizens Arrest at homesliceaudio.com. Adios, amigos. Adios. Adios. Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.